Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? And thanks for joining me on the next episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles here for another episode. Super excited about it. Today, we're going to be talking about our duck hunting tier list or Christmas items. So it's going to be a good one. Stick around for that. Alongside me today, I got Hunter. How you doing today, Hunter? Oh, just living the dream. Another beautiful day in paradise. Yep. Another day in paradise. So uh, duck season's over for you, though, man. Yeah. Sad day, isn't it? Yeah, it ended uh, Tuesday for me, and it, it is pretty sad. And I broke one of the cardinal rules. I didn't go duck hunting on the last day of season. <laughs> I know. We, talk, we talked about that over Marco, <clears throat> but I have a confession to make, too. Today was my last day, and <laughs> it's kind of funny because we just talked about this um, on our last episode, which, man, I'm about to go on, like, 20 rabbit trails. I <laughs> but which we did the first live or not live a video version of the podcast over on the duck gun podcast youtube channel uh, i'm super excited with how it turned out uh, hunter put that one together so yeah kudos to you man that was uh, that's great we're getting some great feedback um but yeah uh now i forgot where i was going to start with. uh last day of duck season last day of duck season right um <clears throat> so i slept through my alarm today for the first oh, time no. all season it's the last day of the season so i was so upset when i woke up it was like <laughs> it was like 6 15 in the spot I'd, i was planning to go it was an hour away it would have been like i just wouldn't have made it by shooting light so i just didn't i just didn't go mm, man that sucks <laughs> the cardinal the cardinal sin so you did yeah. it on purpose I did it on accident. I think there's uh, more redemption in an accidental than <laughs> was, was there someone purpose. waiting for you at the spot? No, that's the good spot. That's the, okay. the good thing, right? I would have felt I would have felt real bad if somebody was. Who knows? Maybe that uh I don't know if like if like in your subconscious while you're sleeping if if you'd wake yourself up if you knew somebody was coming, you know what I mean? Cuz like the thing is yeah. I re- I had three alarms set off. I remember turning off one of them. What if I was like, oh man, my buddy Kevin's waiting, you know, stand up, right? Yeah. Or yeah, I'm like, will... ah, just snooze to the next one, whatever. I will say that like when you do have someone like relying on you to be there or you like made a plan, it is way easier to get out of bed. I mean, like... right. You definitely don't like sleep yeah. past it because, well, then you'd be a bad duck hunting buddy. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> no, my situation was a little bit different. I, uh, I've been working 12 hour days every day. I've actually worked 20 days straight or something like that now. And I woke up or Tuesday to the alarm and literally went, nah, I didn't go to bed till almost 4 a.m. The alarm went off at 5.15 to go out. And I was like, mm. yeah, this is probably not going to happen today. So you should have just not gone to bed if you're, <laughs> that's about the only way. Because <laughs> I mean, an hour and 15, you're like just dropping into REM sleep and you're like so out of it when that alarm comes off. There's no way you're like, you're going to have the, the fortitude to talk yourself out of continuing to sleep. Yeah, and I'm kind of like mad at myself because I actually had a field scouted out that had ducks and geese going into it the night before. And like, I was like, man, I'll just go in there. No one wanted to go. It was a Tuesday, you know, I was like, I'll just go in there. I'll solo hunt this field for the first time. And just, 
yeah, my alarm went off and I was like, yeah, this is not a good idea. I'm going to go hunt for a couple hours, go home, sleep for an hour, and only have two hours of sleep to make another 12-hour night at work. Like, nah, nah, not the call. Right. But I regret Definitely it now. Not. We're a week away and I regret it already. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll set in. It'll set in. I regret today. It's like immediately. I was, I, I text my buddy Kevin and he's just like, ah. You probably didn't miss much. I'm like, probably not, but there's all, you know, that's why we go. It's just, it's like when people say, oh, they talk about sports, you know, it's like, it's like, well, that's why you play the game, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't know who's going to, you don't know the outcome. You know, that's why we hunt, you know, even yeah. on days that the weather's poor and, and all that, you know, sure. I'm like, I probably didn't miss much, but there's that off chance, man. I missed that banded mallard and <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I didn't do any hunting this week, but do you have any hunt updates? Yeah, so I did hunt um, a little bit, actually more than I'd like to admit with how few birds I've shot. Uh, but, you know, continued poor, warm December weather, poor amount of prevailing north winds, um, poor amount of cold fronts just have made duck numbers kind of slim. So, you know, to start the week, we did have some colder weather. With, I mean, but it was like calm, colder weather. So it wasn't like a cold front coming in. But we did have some stuff lock, lock up, um, which consolidated the birds. Um, Kevin found a lake with a bunch of geese on it and ducks. Um, so we went and set up. First time at the spot. I, I love first time at spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something about the first time at spots is just, it's just I don't know. It's, it's an adventure. Um, and I love checking out new spots and having the potential, potential for them being um, pretty cool. So... It was, we set up, I mean, there was a lot of ducks flying at first light and hopes were high, but they landed in our decoys 10 minutes before shooting light. I think that's a record for the season. 10 mm-hmm. minutes, like 10 actual minutes, 600 seconds. Um, they're <laughs> literally swimming around in our decoys um, for that whole time. You know, de- they're landing to the left, to the right, in our decoys, landing in our decoys, swimming around, a couple swim from the left. We had a about a 10 pack in front of us swimming in. And so, you know, you just kind of sit there and actually did an Instagram post, which a lot of people responded to like rate my hide because it was our first time in there. And the hide honestly was a little garbage, um, which, you know, I knew when I posted that I'd kind of get some of that because we're just, we're sitting, we put the duck torpedo and we got it up on shore as far as we could. The water level of this lake was down. So we're kind of, we're sitting below the high water mark with the bank to our back the duck torpedo in front of us with sticks stacked all over it. And then I had three, um, uh, what are those things? The, the brown, the brown cloth. Why can't I think of what it's called? Like the you canvas? It's not canvas, but like, oh, what do people call it? There's a name for it. And, and it's <laughs> right on the tip of my tongue, but not canvas, but we'll just call it canvas. It's like the brown and green canvas burlap there we go burlap, burlap. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so we had i had three of those so we draped that across the sticks with like it was like a makeshift um you know panel right in front mm-hmm. of us with the boat you know the only thing that's lacking is not really three-dimensional when you brush in a panel so um you know i did the rape my hide and it was probably about a little above 50 percent on that little marker for you know people either loved it or hated it i'm like okay well it's it's somewhere in between that's probably about right you know um but First time in there, didn't know how the hide was going to be necessarily or what we needed to bring. Next time, I definitely would bring a panel, park the boat like 100 yards away, get right up against that bank and have the panel in front of us. We had a lot of trees overhanging us, and we're like set in a tree that was 
leaning over into the lake. So mm-hmm. anyways, right at shooting light, we had three honkers come right in. I mean, they, they copped in just perfect backpedaling. Um, something I hadn't seen in a while because we really don't get on the geese, especially on the water till, um, till after duck season or right there at the end of duck season uh, mm-hmm. when the weather gets cold and we get a lot of birds in. So that was, I mean, it was beautiful to see that. It was cool just watching those big old honkers come right in, cupping right into the set. So we killed all three of those. We actually finished a few more, a couple more, I should say. We had one like flare off of our bad hide. We had another <laughs> one land. Like, I mean, he, he hit the water with his feet as we were shooting at like 25 yards and poof, you know, feathers everywhere. I was behind him both shots, but I hit him on the first one for sure. Maybe the second one too. Kevin shot one, one time and jammed up. So we didn't get that bird. Oh uh, man. Yeah. It was still beautiful watching those birds work in. We had another one that we, we could have shot at, but he just didn't finish right. Mm-hmm. He like turned away at the last minute. Uh, there also was low wind. So oh, yeah, that sucks. Circle, circle whatever they, way they wanted. He circled away at the last minute. So he probably came passing by. We thought he was going to decoy in. Is around like 35 probably and then he turned off to the middle of the lake and we never shot so which there's nothing wrong with that but you do want those back on some of those slower days yeah have you ever have you ever thought about putting like the uh sub three man blind over the top like over the cockpit of the uh duck torpedo or taking like a panel blind itself and making it to where the panel blind will sit on one edge of the boat i've never tried that yeah i think Hmm. it'd be too high up but you probably could put it well the problem with the panel is the panels if they're anything like an A-frame, A-frames are generally like eight feet long mm-hmm. and the duck torpedo is 14. So I'd need like two panels and then you probably could hide the duck torpedo in a panel. <laughs> yeah, because I know that like uh, I have some buddies that have converted like panel blinds or different A-frame style blinds to go on to their boats. And that's like right. kind of their their hybrid hide where they'll take the panel or the blinds out in the field or they'll put it on the boat. So, yeah, I've seen that. I'm just not I guess I'm. I'm not a, I'm not too big of a fan of it just because it seems like you just have ends of the boat sticking out. That's my mm-hmm. problem with it. So, um, but like the duck torpedo is like low enough profile. Usually like, I mean, I can put it right in the cattails and like with uh, the brush grass that I put mm-hmm. like the, the grass mats, there we go. The grass mats I put on it, push it right up in the cattails, throw burlap over the motor and we'll finish ducks like feet down in the decoys with it. Right like right outside the set so yeah i definitely think that like the shape of the duck torpedo really helps for that you know it doesn't have like the big vertical sides like a john boat does and i think i've always thought that that shape helps with that kind of stuff yeah it's amazing honestly Uh, i wouldn't have believed it before i had it that it worked so well like we literally just ride it up into the cat's house and we kind of found that out in accident one day we're running really far behind i can't remember like somebody left a gun or i can't remember what it was or somebody slept in or whatever but we got out to the spot literally ramped it in the cattails we're throwing out decoys trying to get our guns out and like the birds came in so fast and furious that we never got to move the boat and we shot a three-man limit with it ramped up on the bank right next i literally was like crouching in front of it yeah there's a youtube video of it uh, Hmm. of that hunt ramped it up i'm literally tucked up next to the duck torpedo with like stuff stacked on the front of it that I'm using for the hunt and birds just kept coming and kept coming in and we're talking like broad daylight by the end of the hunt mm-hmm. and we're still shooting birds without having to move that thing at all. So hmm. uh, I'm a believer in whatever they figured out. Cause it's an old design. Yeah. Uh, the duck hunter by Gator boats. Um, and they're like out of business. The guy that uh, owned it and sold the plans, like the websites offline, all that kind of stuff is really hard to find. 
the plans. You have to get on like different forums online at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Toller boats, though, and I think it's South Carolina, um, makes a similar boat to to that as well. Yeah, and then um, I know that like uh, Fowler used to make a thing called the Prowler, which was an aluminum kind of version. And I think County Line boats right. makes like an aluminum version of them now. Right. Yeah, I would say count, yeah, County Line kind of makes a similar version. I would say theirs isn't as similar as some of the other ones. No. Even the Prowler isn't as similar, but I think Stump Jumper is the one that I've seen that's like the closest replica as a aluminum version mm-hmm. uh, to it. But like honestly, I, I haven't, I have never put my hands or used one of the aluminum ones. But one of the nicest things about the wood version is that um, you can just like ramp it up into anything and for mm. the most part, move it by yourself. As long as you don't get that bottom lip, like if you ramp it too hard, you get that bottom lip behind like oh, a cattail yeah, like- stand or something, then it's really hard to get it out of there. And the water around us too, it's like, I can't like stand behind it usually. Mm. Usually if the water's too mucky, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna fall sink. in. Right, so you have to like be on the backside in the cattails on the bog. So if you ramp it past that, man, you really, really got to push <clears throat> to get it, you know, get it to a, a safe, or to get it out of those cattails, and you can't yeah. really do it safe any other way. Yeah. Well, you want to go so, through and do this partners for the podcast? No, not yet, actually. <laughs> not yet. Okay. All so right. I got well, it. The, the end of this. The end of this hunt is, and actually, I got another update after this one too. So, um, but the end of this is that um we were filming the outro and i forgot my gopros on the shore and i handed kevin my phone and said hey i need you to shoot this video for me i'm gonna talk about motion ducks here because we use the motion ducks on the hunt you know and and uh so he took the video gave me back my phone and i had my glove off i think because i was i was messing with uh the the motion duck set and like taking the clips off you got to you can't use like a big heavy winter glove to like undo these clips and stuff. So I had my glove like tucked in the front of my waders. He gave me my phone, put my phone in my waders. And I think I put it in one of the top pockets, you know, hand pockets mm-hmm. on like your uh, um, yeah. jackets, your yep. waiter jackets. And so it was right up there. I'm pretty sure I pulled my phone out of my waders. And when I did that, it, it knocked my phone out of that pocket into, into the lake. And I didn't know when it happened. So all of a sudden I realized I don't have my phone like pretty quick after we filmed that. And he tried calling, like no services going to it. I had my wife like look up location because you can like find my phone, yeah. iPhone, whatever has that thing where you can look up your phone, no location available. So it wasn't getting service because it was under the water. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we looked for an hour and couldn't find it. So yeah, that's a, a poor way to end that morning. Yeah. Um, but so I was phoneless for like two days and, uh, you enjoy your yeah, solitude. Man. I, f- I felt like I was Amish or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did you no, enjoy really the solitude? Honestly, it was like, it's probably a little refreshing to not be just completely like connected and wired into everything all the time. Um, you know, one, one thing that was weird is like communication levels. And we talked about this a little bit, like we could communicate back and forth, you know, to anybody pretty often throughout the day, but it was like, I could communicate with people like over Facebook message, message place or message place, <laughs> Facebook messenger <laughs> in the morning. And then like if I was working and gone from the office in the evening and then doing other stuff, you don't have it on you. And then like you sit down. So it's like three times a day instead of like just at any minute all throughout mm-hmm. the day. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about like how, you know, we live four hours apart away from each other, how we can send each other videos of exactly what we're doing live stream essentially. And then I'm sure you talked to like Titus out in California. He's 
you know, who knows? He's out there. And, you know, you can talk to him whenever you want to. And it's amazing. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So it was definitely different only having like for those two days, like three times where you could talk to people throughout the day opposed to all the time, which I'm like, man, I didn't realize how often I'm talking to people just having that at your fingertips. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm getting a little bit over a cold too. So if I'm coughing a little bit, you guys, there's your four, your fair warning. Okay. So my, my next update, man, is I've been having trouble with chief getting out of the kennel. So really he recently graduated from the gunner kennel to the old chief kennel I had outside. Cause I have an indoor outdoor kennel Okay. for chief where he's got stall mats and under that gravel and then chain link fence. <coughs> mm. Hope this isn't a problem, mm-hmm. but, um, Anyways, he uh, he's figured out that he can, like, bust under it. He can bust through it, which, I don't know. He's uh, And he's uh, he started pulling. He's pulled the, the stall mats, which have been there for, like, eight years. And now he's, like, pulling them up and chewing on them. So he's getting, wow. um, he's getting on my last my last nerve here with uh, so is there any solution? Up. He's finding, like, the weak points in my kennel, and then I'm, like, having to, like, re-secure them. And then when I find it... He find he finds another one. And like last night he got out and I just finished cleaning those geese we talked about um from earlier in the week. Put them up in the trash can. Um their carcasses. And he got out and dumped the trash can <laughs> and is like chewing and eating the dead goose. So I don't know if this is normal puppy behavior at as an eight month old, but uh, he's a little he's a little tear sometimes, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at least he's got a prey drive, I guess. But he, so he does. Yeah. What's the uh is there been a solution to keep him from getting out? Or like have you noticed him every time or what is that about? Right. Yeah, he just stays around hmm. and knocks over trash cans and gets uh birds out, out of there. Hmm. So yeah. Huh. Um the solution was so the bottom of it, the bottom of the kennel has these metal attachment wires that Mm -hmm. go up and they connect up to it and i don't know if i didn't have enough or if i just got lazy when i did it and it's like oh this is enough you know Mm -hmm. he's found like the points where uh there's a big enough gap and he can push through it so i've gone back through there and rewired it at different points where he's pushed through and uh hopefully i got them all now but Anytime I think that so far, he's he'll find a way out. Like the first time I put him in the, the outdoor kennel, um, like it was built for Chief, which Chief was a blockhead, big old mm-hmm. um, bruiser of a lab. And he he couldn't get out anywhere, you know? Yeah. So I had, um, you know, I put the post in, in the ground, cemented him, all that, put the concrete in there, and fine, he was fine. You know, he couldn't get out. Chief, like skinny enough that he could fit between the house and the post. Oh, get out. Yeah. That was the first time I put him in there, probably about like six months. So now he can't get through those. Um, but he he found a way of squeezing out the bottom. So yeah, and it kind of seems like uh, OG Chief was a little bit more. I don't know if I should say laid back is the right word, but less. I don't know what the yeah. right like docile, but not really docile. Docile is not the right word, but when he's just kind of like hanging <laughs> he's out, chill. he's yeah, he's, he's just more chill, chill, right? He would just sit there. He just. If, if that's what we're doing, if we're just sitting here, he, that's what we're doing for hunting. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, also, he wasn't an eight month old pup. He was a yeah. lot more wiry as an eighth month old pup, which okay. is uh, hard for me to remember. I have to be like, okay, yeah, he was a pup. 
now I got a pup, you know, it's like, um, they're going to have their quirks and little things. And, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they grow up a lot, especially like being with you and doing that all the time. Like he just learned, this is what we're doing. And so like, you might as well just be a part of it, whether it's chilling or hunting or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So, um, I'm sure chief junior will, uh, grow into that as well, you know, uh, in, in later years. So yeah. we're not quite there yet. Yeah. All right. Now we're ready for our partners. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks, guys. Motion Ducks is the jerk rig on steroids. Great Christmas gift, too. So we'll be it's definitely on my list here. But uh, if you haven't got one, if you haven't got a couple, they are the, the best option for adding motion to your set, finishing these weary birds. On a year like this, man, um, it's worth its weight in gold just being able to put uh ripples on the water we do have a lot of wary stell birds around and uh you know every bird this year yeah, uh, counts even more than normal so uh definitely if you haven't considered getting the motion ducks get over there use code DECKGUN10 and get you one get you the spreader or get the ultimate the best that you can get is the ultimate over there at duck gun or duck gun, motionducks.com slash duck gun and then use code DECKGUN10 you get the whole shebang you get the whole best deal you can get right there um with the duck gun deal as well as the discount code um as well so check that out over there you won't regret it also like to give a big thanks to final approach guys they are the one-stop shop for the duck hunter uh man i use so much of their gear just every single hunt we've been running um with these goose hunts now it's, it's great to be using some of uh the decoys they have they have um the smaller version which are wow now the the names um slip in my head but the smaller um, ones are the last passes right yes there we go it's the last pass the last pass honker decoys um they're a little bit smaller but they fill out your spread great you can get them at a a great price point um they have the live hd flocked head honkers which are you know your big your big goose honker um decoys and you know they just have their butts they have feeders um they have a great assortment to really get uh, a good look um for your spread so check all that out over there not only that everything else you can think of waders camo blinds you name it uh, fabrand.com and use code duck gun duck gun no spaces over there and you get a discount and i get kickback as well so we all win um also like to give a big thanks to on x guys on x they have an awesome app for the duck hunter i use it Every single night when I'm planning my hunt, I got pins, the locations I want to go. You can share them with your buddies. Now your buddies can look at those pins. You can talk about your plan. If you're knocking on doors, you see a feed, you can send it to your buddy. They can go ask permission or you can go ask permission, but you're all on the same page. It's just an awesome communication tool to be able to tell your buddies exactly where the birds are that you're looking for um, and and helping you get the job done throughout the season. I, can, I can't imagine hunting without onyx at this point yeah, so i wouldn't even think about it also i got a hot right. tip for onyx you know the Go distance tracker one of my uh, distance finder one of my favorite tools in there oh, you yeah. put two fingers on your screen it automatically finds the distance between your two points you don't need to go into the tools and do it but it's my favorite nice. it's one of my favorite additions to the thing is that and the the modern imagery or the the recent imagery that they added yep. this year that's very nice mm-hmm. yep they're always improving always adding different things that uh that we need as waterfowl hunters. So check them out over there, guys, on your phone or on the web. Also, like to give a big thanks to Weatherby. As I'm back to shooting the side by side, Weatherby has some awesome options for the duck hunter. They have the 18i and 20 gauge and 12 gauge. They got the Orion SX SXS 
in 12 gauge. They got it 20. They got it 410. Um, they have the more budget friendly option of the Weatherman Element, which if you're not on the YouTube channel, guys, get over there because I'm giving one away next week, which is uh, probably the biggest giveaway I've ever done on my channel. So definitely um, check that out. They make some great options for the Duck Hunter, long been known for their excellence in rifles, and now they're known for their excellence in waterfowl shotguns as well. All righty. Um, that's it for the partners. So now you got a, how long, how long did it take you to put your Christmas list together? Um, and I probably, I put it together as I was like working. So probably over a span of a couple hours, but actually probably took me closer to 20 or 30 minutes. Nice. Yeah. It's not too hard to think of a bunch of duck hunting stuff. Yeah. So I will put a disclaimer in here. I, I did put some stuff from partners and every once in a while I was like, Oh, you're biased or you're sell. It's like, guys, I work with these partners cause they make great stuff like i wouldn't work with them if they didn't you know what mm -hmm. i mean so that's just going to be how it is because that's the stuff that i use so that's the stuff i'm going to recommend so i got some stuff from partners that's awesome and then um i got some stuff that i love that i'm not partnered with as well mm -hmm. so yeah there, there's that let's let's jump into it so the way we got it we got it tiered off at different price points we got 10 we got 20 we got 30 we got 40 we got 50 100 200 300 500 1000 and 10000 and we made a list of different things um throughout all of it. So and the thing is it has to be under that price point and above the one below it. So mm -hmm. um yeah the thing I struggled with the most was uh the $10 item. Um I was looking I'm like man there used to be things for $10 but like um I guess inflation, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's what you get, you know, I guess, but so I put nothing is this cheap. Nothing is this cheap anymore <laughs> for the duck hunter. Uh, but I did come back with, I found one item um, as a new duck hunter, maybe a stocking stuffer for your hunter in your life or ask for it from your wife, your mom, your dad, whoever. You know, if you're looking for like a, a $10 item, I said face paint. You can get like the little tiny face paint from Cabela's. I used to get hardy face paint and it used to be like $10 a tube out of business. So that was my favorite, my favorite uh, face paint for sure because you know it didn't smudge you could wipe mm -hmm. it off with the baby wipe um a lot of those face paints is they, they smudge and so if you're gonna hunt put face paint on before work you look like your mask here is running you've been crying um but yeah cabela's has some face paint little packs for like five bucks all right that's a good one that's a good one my five to ten dollar thing is actually a little bit of a hack that i did this year and that is powder free nitrile gloves like the inspection gloves that you can see the tight okay. ones yeah and I started wearing those this year underneath of my gloves because at work mm. we always wear them. And I noticed my hands were always sweating in them. So I was like, you know, I wonder if these will help keep my hands warm. And they did. But the other thing that they did is I always struggle when I get wet hands, putting my hands back into side of gloves. And so with That's those, true, yeah. if my hands get wet wearing those, I can just still just slide a glove right on. It just slides right into another glove. And it's, mm. it doesn't seem like that big of a quality of life improvement, but they're in all my bags now. <laughs> Right. You got to duck hunt a lot for that to be like a quality of life hack. But I, I mean, honestly, I do see like you're, you're fixing a, it's a solution to a problem for sure. Yeah. It's like uh glove liners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I look for a uh, duck gun glove liners coming out in 2024. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. I actually heard it on uh, Elliot's podcast. One of his guests brought it up and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to give that a try. I'm going to give that a try. And man, it, it works. I mean, I hunted quite a bit this year with them and, they'll always be in my bag now and plus you know when you're like i don't know when it's not too cold outside it's kind of nice to keep the water off and it's they were really nice right. i'm gonna be honest definitely 
All right, I'll let you go. Tw- I'll let you go first on the twenty dollar item too. All right, so for the twenty dollar item, I went with the adrenaline line, the finisher. You know, we all have them on our lanyards. They're uh, it, it, at this point, I couldn't imagine not having one. I mean, I don't know how often we shoot a shoot a bird, and if I don't have like my lanyards on, you're, you're throwing the bird to the person that has their their lanyard with the finisher. Right. So you should definitely try to have one. There's a couple different models of them now, a couple different brands, but yeah, you know, they're yeah. they're usually around that fifteen twenty dollar range. Right. Yeah, they got anywhere. They got. I was looking on their website. They do have some that are fifteen. They actually have what they call them, like Douglies or Uglies, or I can't remember what they're called. Um, where they have, I think it's the the ones that have manufacturing issues, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the paint or whatever, you know. Um, and he has those every once in a while for like five bucks. So, uh, but when I looked online, they didn't have any <laughs> of those right currently. So I think the lowest I saw on the website right now was eighteen bucks. I know I've seen them for fifteen in the past, um, all the way up to like. 25 to 30 so yeah he's definitely got some cool options on there um i've probably had like four or five now in my life you know so cool item to get you know yeah. whether it's a different paint job or getting them for a buddy or for that but definitely i would i would agree with that you know recently i saw a facebook post and it was from a taxidermist where he was complaining about the finisher and so i kind of gave some some back because he posted a picture and it looked like someone had stuck like a Phillips screwdriver through this bird. It's like, well, yeah, if they used a finisher on it, they're not doing it right. He's like, you can't, like taxidermists will tell you not to use it. I'm like, no, there's no way. I've literally seen people pop the head off a duck. like, uh, Yeah, trying you know, to wring its neck. Um, wringing its neck the wrong way or too hard or whatever, and especially like a goose. A goose can be even tougher to wring a neck. And you're telling me that that's better for like the feathers in the bird? than like putting a tiny little hole that you can just sew. Come on. You're not you're you're not a good taxidermist if you can't fix the tiny hole that a finisher uses. And if you're not making a tiny hole and you're putting it like it was like in the top of its skull almost uh, too. So this person was just doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, finisher all the day. If you're if you're doing the Cajun crunch or if you're wringing its neck, you might as well just be a Neanderthal at this point. So <laughs> just get a finisher. It's it's not that hard. Yep. Yeah. There like I said, everybody has one and when we diver hunt we don't use our calls but usually someone tries to have their calls out so that way we can have the lanyard with a finisher ready to dispatch birds and we got them we got into them i don't know eight nine years ago whenever they first came out we got them and like it's so much better than slinging the heads off of birds definitely yeah i'm right there with you on that um yeah at this point honestly i can't remember the last time i rung a bird's neck and i think the only time was like i was walking around Mm-hmm. with a bird that chief brought back and we're getting to get more and this one's just like flapping around like crazy so i just spatched it real quick didn't have my calls but yeah i'm always using the finisher and that, that was probably years ago at this point mm-hmm. um, so what i got on the 20 dollars item list is a game strap so you can get game straps every company makes a game strap but it's so much better for walking out um with your birds having an actual game strap for it um for me i actually got the fa game strap um, and I took it and I cut it in half, like right above the clip. And then I clip it on my FA waterfall backpack. So I just have one side of it because for yourself, if you're duck hunting, um, it, I, I don't know if it can fit six birds on there, but I think it can. I think you can fit, you can slide six heads on one side. Okay. So you can put all your birds on your backpack and still walk out. Um, so that's, that's how I decided to have my game strap attached to my blind bag. But it's a, it's a great low cost item. Hey, and you can use duck, uh, code duck gun over there at fabrand.com and get yourself an FA game strap. 
Mm -hmm. So I'll go ahead with the $30 item. So we've talked about motion and um, having motion in your set. Well, FA sells, they call it the live jerk rig. Um, the is that, is that the right name? Yeah, it's the live jerk rig. So it's got um, the string with clips on it. So you could run it like as a traditional jerk rig, have decoys in a straight line. I actually use mine for my motion ducks. I clip it on my motion ducks and then use the bungee that comes with the motion ducks and put it on like a five pound or mine might even be bigger than that. I think I got a bigger one because when you're pulling, a lot of times it keeps coming closer to shore. So I got like a really heavy duty anchor um, for for that. So uh, it's $30. And again, you can use code and get a little cheaper, but under $30 for um, a really nice thick string with uh, you know a piece to wind up all that cable mm-hmm. on there. Um, and the string floats and all that too. So like when I get done, I'll literally throw it in the water over the weeds and then walk out there, paddle out there and um, take it all in. So that's a, that's a great item there for 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. All right. So my $30 item is actually uh, a gift card, which I know everybody gift cards off, but uh, <laughs> and then Onyx premium membership, you can get them as gift cards for people. And it, it's that's I, for one state, right? Yeah, for the one state. An annual one state. Yeah, the annual one state. And it's kind of one of those things that even if you're getting it for someone that already has Onyx, they're going to be thankful that, you know, now they got the Onyx covered for the year. But it's, it's, I can't even describe how much Onyx has changed how we hunt and like the ways that we transfer information between hunts and like how we talk about them and stuff. So I can't suggest it enough. If you know someone that'd be, that'd be pretty high, honestly, on mine for like buddies and stuff like that, pick up a couple $30 gift cards and give them my buddies right Right. you know honestly i I would even say that it's changed it so much that it's like even changing laws around waterfowl like it's my theory with we can go back to the kansas issue the kansas issue from this year and talking about um how they've decided to change like out of state hunting laws man i believe that that's directly because of onyx you know hearing hearing from podcasts and hearing from um representatives that have talked about it that have the data like the number of out-of-state hunters i don't think has grown that much from what what i've heard you know Mm -hmm. um i i believe that it's out-of-staters being able to pick out these hidden places instead of everybody going to cheyenne bottoms and the biggest well-known reservoirs and wetland areas that they're able to look at oh here's a little patch of green and they zoom in. Oh, here's a nice little tiny marsh that can only hold like three groups. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all these out-of-state hunters have found all these little secret hidden gems by using Onyx, which is just a testament to how useful and how great Onyx is. But you still have the same amount of out-of-state hunters, but the in-state hunters at Kansas are like losing their mind because all of a sudden, <laughs> these places they've hunted all their life that have been hidden gems have these out-of-staters hunting it on a Wednesday and they thought they'd have the whole place to themselves, you know? Yeah. So I, I really do believe that's my theory on it, that Onyx has played a big part in that. And that'd be a negative for the Kansas locals, but a positive for anybody who's trying to, planning to travel, because that's exactly what I do. When I go to North Dakota, I zoom in. I, I look at that map nonstop from the day. I know I'm going on that trip to the day I get there mm-hmm. and you find all kinds of little hidden gym spots that otherwise, would almost be impossible to find. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like even, even now there's a trips planned for next, next year. 
I'm already dropping pins where on places where I want to go. And like, like I said, as far as a gift is concerned, I don't think there's a quite a higher value for your money than getting a gift card for someone because whether they have it or not, they're going to appreciate the fact that it's, you know, it's a little bit more. And, you know, what is it? A uh, hundred dollars a year is what it is for the whether unlimited or premium membership, right. whatever they call that one. That's all the states. And yeah, I'd, I'd suggest getting a gift card, though. That's a that's a high quality one, in my opinion. Definitely. 40 bucks? Yeah, that, you uh, for the 40 bucks? I don't have anything for 40 bucks. I, I missed that one. <laughs> so I got I got two for 40 bucks. And this one um, is after years of going through a lot of crappy headlamps. Mm. Um, the best one I've found, the most reliable, is the Dan Forrest headlamp. Um, you can get them on Amazon for like $36 now. I think they used to be like closer to 20 but they keep going up. So, mm-hmm. um, But they're American-made. They're, I have one, man. It's Let me find it for the video. It's been through the ringer. I've had this thing for like six years. And if I ever have one go bad or I lose one, I just grab this one again. <laughs> and believe it or not, like all the lights still work on it. <laughs> it's just like this thing's falling apart. And uh, it's unbelievable. It still works. It's probably been in the water, dunked off my head um, half a dozen times over like the last five years. So, you know, I do have... One that oh, excuse the mess for the audio people. I'm showing the video, but you know, here's my <laughs> my main one, and here's my backup, still going strong. Like I said, American made Dan Force headlamps. If you're not wearing those, I mean, they got they got one in the middle that you can use as the beam. They have two on the sides that give you kind of the the close up, yeah, wide array. You can push the button again, so it goes between those every time you push the button. Starts out with the one where it's uh, adjustable on the top, where you can make the beam tighter or wider. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you push the button again; it goes to like the close up. Um, it's got three lights on it, so the two are the close up ones. And then you push the third button; now it's close up and beam. And the fourth one, the fourth one is flashing, which I must be like SOS. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're great. Yeah, and yeah. that's not a you know that's obviously not a partnered plug. Uh, but I love Dan Force headlamps. Yeah. I mean, uh, going back to our podcast title from Teal Season, I'm not afraid of the dark, but I keep a whole bunch of headlights <laughs> on me too. So can't right. ever have enough. Right. But you don't have any Dan Force, man. You need to change that because yours are like the little ones that like um, the thing about those, but you do keep a spotlight for your hand. Yeah. So I keep a spotlight right. in the boat, but then I have, uh, I use Streamlight headlights are like my like main ones. I have two Streamlights and then um, I have like, I must have 50 of like those $2 really cheap, just junk ones, the throwaway ones. And I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, I have them stuffed in the bottom of every bag and every crook in my boat. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've like forgot a different headlight and I've had to get by with those, even though they suck, but they're everywhere. (laughs) Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, The second one I have for the $40 is a Stanley thermos. Mm. So um, I haven't been a coffee drinker. Till recently, and now I've, I feel like I've, I'm enlightened. Yeah, I got the, the gray beard going a little bit. I've been enlightened, and so every morning I bring my thermos and my coffee, and like I don't even mind a skunk. I'm just sitting there drinking. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but um, it's definitely a quality of life having something to do, sitting there just chilling, waiting on the ducks, especially on a slow day, especially on a cold day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many reasons to drink coffee, um, and the thermos. The Stanley thermos that I'm using, it's got the screw-on lid, and you take that off, and then you open it, you pour it, it's your cup. And uh, so, I mean, you can get, like, three or four 
cups out of it and kind of spread it throughout the hunt. I don't know. It's just, uh, and keeps it warm, you know, <laughs> all these things that people have known for like decades. And I, I'm like late to the game on this. I know, but uh, I do feel, I feel like I'm enlightened. Mm. Yeah. 36 bucks, 30, 36 bucks on Amazon for that specific one I'm talking about. All right. Cool. 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 You ready to go to the $50 thing? I cheated on my $50 one. I'm going to be honest. Did you? You looked at mine? Is no, that what's up? no. So uh, I went on uh, and I found decoy gloves, right? And right now the FA, I think it's pronounced Pratana decoy gloves. Branta. 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 They're on sale and they're $49.99. They're normally like Are they really? 80 bucks or something like that, but they're on yeah. sale. So that's why I'm saying I cheated because they're on sale, but they're still less than 50 that's not bucks. A that's a hot tip. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, like they're the... Uh, the decoy gloves that are insulated kind of look like normal winter gloves, but they're all waterproof, have a cuff that comes up halfway up your sleeve. Really pretty nice decoy gloves. I like them. So, like I said, a little bit. I think I'm skirting the rules on it because they're on sale currently, <laughs> but that's my suggestion for a $50 gift item. Nice. No, I like it. I actually have that in the next tier, but I'll get to that. So, my $50, um, I have the Motion Ducks uh, single spreader, the four-duck spreader. You can get it right there for... 49 bucks. Um, I run that single a lot. You can run the ultimate with seven. It actually looks better, um, but it takes it, it. Neither one takes like a ton of time to set up, um, but it's just, it's kind of ease and, and simplicity for me on the single four duck. Um, I use that a lot. You know, uh, some days when I'm just running the motion ducks, I'll run the ultimate too. having the seven ducks. It gives it more of like a twisting kind of action opposed to that straight line with like the two, the two hubs being offset from, from each other a little bit. So, um, but anyways, for the $50 mark, the motion ducks, um, is great. Use code duck gun 10 over there. There's your hot tip, mm. um, to get your, uh, your percentage off of that one. Unfortunately, it's not part of the duck gun deal where you can go to motion ducks.com slash duck gun for the full ultimate deal. And, uh, you know, the anchor bag and the discount that come with that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the $50 item. Also, a lanyard a paracord lanyard mm-hmm. which you know especially if you're new to duck hunting and you don't know a lot of people um you can buy lanyards but like a nice what's the right word like it's not custom it, it, it could be but like mm-hmm. um, a lot of people make these paracord ones you can find them like on instagram or this and that um but uh, my my buddy over there at finisher dave has one for 49 bucks that's a nice i've i've Helped. I've I've had that one in my hands before. Very similar to the one that I have. The guy that makes those doesn't make them anymore. Um, but a nice paracord, a little stretch to it, just thick enough that like a goose band fits around it. Real nice circular, circular, circular uh, design on that with the paracord all braided together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've had mine for five years. It's like indestructible. Um, yeah. So get yourself a lanyard for the under $50 mark. Yep. Yeah. And if you care about stuff like that, you can always get the the ones that are the different colors that match your calls and match your camo. If you're uh, into being a pretty boy like that, which if that's you what you're into. You can, you can get Sitka colored paracord. Yep. Yep. <laughs> match, match your camos. But no, regardless, uh, it's kind of a buy once. I shouldn't say buy once, cry once because they're not super expensive. But once you, <laughs> once you buy one, they're... Uh, you pretty much have it for a long time. They last for a long time in there. Forever. Yeah. I mean, I probably have like five lanyards just because I have a lot of calls, but the one I use all the time is a paracord one. So you want to go? Did you already say your $50? You already did. Yeah. Mine 100 then? Yeah, I do have 100. 
but uh, it's an overlap. I'm gonna be honest. I, know, I already know that it's going to be an overlap, even though I don't see, haven't seen your list. Uh, waterfall backpack. I think that uh, when it comes to bags, you're you're just not going wrong going with the waterfall backpack. You can walk in with it. Last year we were out on a hunt and you uh, strapped it to a tree. We were able just to. I mean, we we're eating. Uh, I don't remember. It was like cinnamon rolls out of the top of it because it was just strapped to the tree. It was super convenient to grab stuff right. out of. And yeah, waterfall. Got the backpack. gun caddy on the side. Yep. Yo, the gun the gun caddies are really nice for walking in places. It frees up your other arm, you know, where you normally would be carrying a gun or you have like the other strap around your neck and always ends up choking you out when you use a, a gun bag. Right. That's the biggest thing. If you have your gun in a a gun case and you put your backpack on and then the gun case over your one arm and neck, it always seems to choke you as you're walking in one way or another. Maybe get stuck on a tree or um, and like, you just kind of deal with it. It's like, it would still have one of my side of my necks where the blood's still flowing. So it's like, we're good to go. You know, I'm not going to pass out or die, but it's like, you put this on the gun caddy and all of a sudden, like, you don't even have to think about your gun. Mm-hmm. The only time you have to is if you're ducking under a tree, just lean, you know, lean your head all the way forward your back, lean at the waist, obviously. And, uh, you get that gun under there and it's fine. But, um, that's the only time you got to worry about your gun sticking up a little higher than your backpack. But it's like, it's hands-free. You can carry more gear. You can carry the decoys. Um, cause that's the other option. And you're always having to readjust and drop your stuff to get that thing off your neck. Sorry about that. <laughs> Mike, but, uh, <laughs> get a little animated here, but yeah, it's the FA waterfowl backpack. Yeah. I mean, use code, uh, use code duck gun. <laughs> yeah. They just, it, I don't know. It, it's so nice. And walking in with that kind of gear and you can put a surprising amount inside of those things. And they're just, like I said, they're nice. I like you're strapping it to a tree. That was super handy the one time. So if you hunt flooded timber, stuff like that, it's super nice. And then they have like a, they kind of stand up by themselves on like a normal backpack that kind of falls over the, the waterfall backpacks. When you set them on the ground, like if you set them in the bottom of a blind, they stand up. So they're easy to get inside of. And right. They're just, just got the hard, the hard uh, shell bottom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. helps it keep its form. Yeah. Keeps it open. It's not like a school book bag where yeah, it just collapses on itself. Um, you have that that bottom that keeps it open. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine going back to anything besides that type of waterfowl backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you use it, especially for gearheads like us, even when I don't bring a lot of stuff, it's super convenient. Yeah. So and it's like the all the little things that you always want to have. Like I'll have like um, a Leatherman. I'll have a knife or two. I'll have my um, my uh, cameras in there. I'll have my baby wipes that I always stick in there. I always keep. Um, my jerk rig in the front pocket. I always keep my license in a certain spot. I always keep um, uh, spinning wing, an extra set of spinning wings in the front, just in case you yeah. drop one or you don't, you know. So it's just like you can keep like some stuff that's always in there in certain pockets. I always keep uh, my choke tubes in one pocket. Um, yeah, so it really like helps you organize that. And then the stuff that comes in and out, like ammo and your calls and your gloves that need to dry out and your headlamp that needs charged all that stuff can go like in the middle of it but yeah it's a yeah it's a game changer mm-hmm. so what do you got for a hundred dollars that's, a, that's a pet peeve word though i don't like saying game changer because everybody says that about everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what do you got for your hundred dollar items man hundred dollar item um i just kind of went crazy because there was a ton of things so um the onyx membership for all the states if you're a traveler like me and you're going to hit up more than two states in a year, which I'm like standard. I'm Indiana, Michigan. If I go to one more state, Iowa, if I go to North Dakota, I go to, you know, wherever, Minnesota, 
those are all the states I went to. Definitely need uh, the full premium membership there. So that 100 bucks a year spot for the Onyx. We already talked about all the benefits to Onyx. Um, the waterfowl gloves from FA. They're normally 60 bucks. They're just like the decoy ones, except for they're cut off at the wrist instead of going all the way to the elbow. Um, I did put the decoy gloves as well because waterproof gloves and good insulated waterfowl gloves or waterproof gloves are like a must for me at this point. I used to just use whatever random gloves and they'd get wet and I'd keep like three pairs and cycle through them and then try to keep one of my non-waterproof sets of glove dry for the paddle back because I was canoeing a lot back back then or if you're driving the boat you really want one dry one for you know on your uh, steering hand uh for the trip back or man you're going to be in a lot of pain mm-hmm. um so but having like the waterproof ones you only need one pair just don't drop them in the water that might happen every once in a while but as long as you're keeping the inside dry on those um but i'm actually a fan i have both actually I have multiple pairs of the fa water the waterproof gloves but the ones i choose to wear are the decoy ones just all the time. I don't know why. I think it's just it's just nice. Yeah. So um also I got the ultimate motion ducks, which talked about that as well already. Um another one I got for FA is they have this awesome hoodie. It's called the heavyweight knockout cotton hoodie. It's 60 bucks. It's like a really thick, tough um cotton hoodie. Not like the thin kind of like pretty boy hoodies you talked about um, where it's like, it's got a job and it's to keep you warm. It's to be durable. Um, They have it in black, they have it in white for the the snowy days and they have it in the tan, which I really like. If I'm going to pick one, it's going to be the tan because I want those earth tones for days where I'm not going to wear like a camo jacket. If it's too warm, no camo jacket, earth tone, you're going to blend in as long as you're not moving. You know, our, our grandparents or people in that air were shooting ducks with, plaid shirts on right you know so we can get away with wearing uh earth tone mm-hmm. hoodie and and shooting ducks and I, you know i've done that plenty of times this year so and i did have the waterfall backpack which is normally 90 but again all those fa things you can use code duck gun over there yeah and get them even cheaper than what we're saying on here yeah all right so you ready to go what's the next tier 200 right yeah you go for it all right um my 200 is kind of a generic thing and sometimes you can get them um, is a Marina roll under layers, whether it be a coat or a shirt or pants or try to find both. I think FA offers them. There's a couple different brands offer them. I personally have used smart wool. That's the one that I've always used. And it's for a base layer. I don't think there's anything warmer. You can get wet and you're still mostly warm. I mean, it, it, they're for a base layer. They're worth the money. That's what I got to say about it. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, I definitely love merino wool. Having a good solid base layer, I've used that a ton in the past. Um, the grid hoodie is awesome from FA as well for a um, for a base layer. If you're not wearing just a base layer in general, something that is thermal, uh, um, moisture wicking, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff, where it keeps you warm even even in wet or like if you get sweaty, which is like try not to get sweaty. That's your biggest. Uh, enemy to getting cold is if you get sweaty sweaty feet Mm -hmm. sweaty back whatever you know you're gonna get a chill get kind of cold um but having that base layer that that wicks that moisture uh, it's gonna go a long way to to um keeping you warm um definitely in the coldest part of the season Mm -hmm. so what i got for my 200 dollar item is the branta puffy jacket from fa um it's it's amazing how warm a lightweight 
small jacket like like that can keep you um, during season. I've, I wear that at the beginning of season. I'll wear just like the grid hoodie and that over top of it. When it gets a little colder, I put like the, like the um, knockout hoodie underneath it um, and then that jacket. And again, it keeps you, keeps you warm. It's not waterproof. They do have a waterproof option, but this one's not waterproof. So that's one thing to consider um, in like a, a mist or like a, a light rain. It's going to be fine unless it's like all day like that. Then you're going to want um, your waterproof jacket over top of it. But just as far as like being a lightweight, super warm option. And I know they got like the science behind it of what type of material, but I don't know that off the top <laughs> of my head, but I know what they put in there uh, makes it lightweight, small and very um, and very warm. So uh, that is pro- that's my favorite waterfowl jacket, and honestly, that's a great price point being at one fifty. Most waterfowl jackets you find are going to be more than that. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I've spent way more than that on jackets. I remember like the three in one jackets that we used to buy. I don't know if those were still popular when you when you first started hunting, where they right. had like the zip out liners, and they never really worked that well. But <laughs> yeah, that's a good jacket. So you want to go first on the three hundred dollar line. Sure. $300 line. So I kind of was um, searching for this one to know exactly. Once we got in the higher dollar mark, I'm like, man, we're, it, it got a little bit harder. That $100 mark was like golden for me. I could find like infinite items. Yep. But, uh, um, you know, so for, for this one, um, growing your spread, a great looking decoy is the live floating, the live floating flocked head F.A. Mallards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a strong second would be like um, two sets of either the fully flocked fully flocked black ducks or like one set flocked black ducks and one not for your confidence decoys. I love adding confidence decoys and I love using black ducks. Um, I know some people use coots, but for me, I feel like the black duck is superior, Um, but I do get it. Like the further West you go, there's not black ducks Um, for us, like, and the ducks around us, they're probably going to see black ducks here and there. So um, if you're trying to match that, but I really don't think it matters. I don't think if, if you're only seeing mallards, the thing is with uh, having like a black decoy, um, it just stands out. Mm-hmm. There's, it just stands out a lot better, cast a shadow. And I think the birds can pick it out in your set a little bit easier than just a, a standard mallard. Yeah, we've even so, been known for using uh, diver decoys in marshes. You know, we'll throw in like three or four canvas backs. Or black and white buffies. diver Yep, so decoys. we got the blacks and the whites, and we use, you know, that way you got the whole contrast so they can see them from a long ways off. Right. Yeah, I think that definitely helps. So, uh, but what I had is either those decoys or the reason I guess I, I stuck with the live floating flock head FA mallards is because they sell them in a 12 pack. And those flock heads definitely do a good job too of standing out um, with your decoys. And those run for their standard price uh, is 225 mm, Okay. So I kind of lump. I did the same, had the same problems. Once you get into a higher like value range, it's kind of hard to find specific items, I guess. So I lumped the three and $500 one together with kind of a blanket statement of getting a canoe. Sure. If someone doesn't have transport to get back and forth to a spot, find a used canoe on Facebook, three to 500 bucks. You can pretty much have your pick of the lot, especially on aluminum, like on the, the, like the Grumman style aluminum canoes. If you go to a new canoe or a Radisson, maybe not, but you can definitely find them for that. Right. Yeah, actually, was gonna, I was going to put that one, too, and I forgot about it. But um, the Radisson, we, I, you heard me talk about Radisson sports pot canoes. They're, they have aircraft aluminum. They're ribbed. They got foam in between the ribbing and the aluminum. And then they got, what do they call them, the, the foam spontoons on the, mm-hmm. on the outside. 
those are by far and away my favorite canoes the grumman does make a canoe i said that wasn't real because i was thinking of the grumman sports boat that like yeah um zach has one of those he loves it which is like they're they are really cool nice little um boats you know not as cool as like the duck torpedo and also he'll say that they're canoes but they're not they're just they're like small hybrid boats yeah <laughs> but they're not a canoe so um but yeah they, those are cool the grumman boats are cool i'm not saying they're not zach okay so calm down yeah um, but yeah and i'm saying even like the uh the cheaper aluminum ones you know just your bog standard 15 17 foot aluminum canoe you can find them for any as cheap as 100 bucks that's what i paid for mine but you know, if you have three right. or five hundred dollars to spend on someone and worry on yourself, then you can definitely find a pretty nice canoe. And I'd never been around the Radisons until you introduced me to them. They must be like a I shouldn't say a local thing, but a regional thing that just never no one around here has them. And yeah, they're I think they're northern. I think they used to be in Michigan and then they used to and I think now they're in Minnesota. Um and the Radisson, the Radisons are actually the Canadian version. Mm. And the sports pals are the ones that have are they're like brother companies or sister companies, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so yeah, you have um the sports pals are the American ones and the Radisons are Canadian ones. For whatever reason, I can find the Radisons way more than I can find the sports pals. I don't know if people are just not selling sports pals or what, but um, if you're willing to drive for them, they're definitely worth it if they're not in your area. Um, if you're willing to wait, like try to f- search for canoe ahead of time and you can wait for a deal. You can find it where people don't realize what they have kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, they go on to fake Facebook marketplace. They search for canoes. They see all these canoes going for real cheap. Like you said, 300 to a hundred dollars, maybe even like four fifty, three fifty. 350. I paid three fifty and 300 for my two. Um, but you'll see them going in the condition I got mine for like 800 to like plus, because mm-hmm. if you buy them new, they cost like 1300 bucks, which is crazy. But people sell old ones in good condition and don't realize the price point that that brand specifically is. And you can get a steal of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think we've already talked about this in the past. Canoes are superior to kayaks in every way. There's no reason you should ever use a kayak. And, uh, yeah, so you should get a canoe. Yeah. I actually started a Facebook group because nobody had a canoe duck hunting Facebook group. And it's kind of cool to see that one grow. Like, really haven't been pushing that bun- that much. Have buddies in there that canoe hunt. And they post pictures from their canoe hunts. And I do, too, a little bit here and there. But it's cool to see that thing grow. Um, so if you are a canoe duck hunter like us, um, feel free to join over there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? Canoe duck hunting, I think is what it's called I, on Facebook. I don't remember. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. So you search it, you'll find it. It's a, yeah. You'll see a picture of a Radisson canoe and know that that's the right group. <laughs> yep. All right. 500. Is this you? Uh, no, I kind of lump my like five, my five and 300 together with the, the canoes, you know, wide spectrum right. for the costs on those. Right. Yeah, so the thing I got in 500 is the Branta 2-in-1 insulated waders um, and the Sub-3 blind. So if you're not hunting with A-frame style blinds, uh, FA's version is called the Sub-X3 blind. Um, but it's been a, a game changer, man. What there's, I need to come up with a, a different way to <laughs> describe this. That's the first word that <laughs> came to mind. But um, it really has been, though, as far as going from layouts to people hunting a-frames and people have been doing it i think a lot more in the last five years so if you haven't made that switch yet or if you're using some of the older models they've come a long way 
Um, and uh, their version, the FA has, uh, is just awesome. So we use it a ton in our field hunts. We'll use it on sandbars. We'll use it on river edges, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. We, it, it's just a great hide and a great way of, of fooling the birds. So you have your mobile blind right there with you. Um, fit three people in there, and it works great. So um, definitely check that one out. Um, I didn't put the price on there, but I believe the sub X3 blind standard price is 400. Um, and then back to the waders. So FA came out with new waders this year. I actually been seeing a lot of companies come out with this style with the, like the full the zip. I shouldn't say full zipper, but the zipper from your neck down to your waistline. And I didn't realize until I started using these, like how big of a difference that makes. It's just super nice to have that big waterproof zipper right there you can get in and out of your waders way easier um i used to always have the problem where i'd like pull my waders up and like my coat would roll up and this and that so you can get it all down where it needs to be and then put your waders on because they have that split Mm -hmm. and then zip it up not only that but if you got to go to the bathroom or something like that it's just way easier if you need to drop heat you're really hot unzip them drop them for a minute let all that heat out put it back on on some of those warmer days Mm -hmm. but they got they got some the new waders are awesome. Yeah. Um, I believe the boots are 1600 gram. My feet are never cold in there. They got a brush guard from your feet to the waist. So uh, they really, uh, they really did make some huge improvements on that new wader version um, that they got this year. And then the straps on it too. Like one thing that a lot of waders I've struggled with is the straps. They make them elastic and they stretch out and then you can't ever get them like then you tighten them and then that little piece just rolls up again on one mm-hmm. side. You know what I mean? And that's just a bit, then it's just falling off your shoulder. It's just so annoying. So they don't have that issue on theirs. They have these, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, a snap down clip where you pull it to the right length and you push it down and it never, never moves. moves. So never and, moves. And they still have like and, the zip out liners for those, right? That's right. Yeah. They have it where you can either buy, the non-insulated or insulated and i always just buy the insulated um and then if you want to put the insulation in you can um this year hasn't been cold enough that i've needed it but i've definitely used the zip in in the past and it'll keep you warm especially like days where you're standing in the water or something like that where you just really want some more insulation in there because then you can just wear your waiter pants have the insulation in there like i said it hasn't been cold enough this year i'm like i need it in like the 20s before i want insulation in my waders hmm. so standard price on those is $4.99 um, again you can use code duck gun over there but also they do have sales pretty often um, so keep that in mind when you're when you're looking for uh, the brand that two-in-one insulated waders uh-huh. ready for a thousand I'm ready for it all right so I definitely cheated on the thousand we're gonna say that the the <laughs> one on sale was like did you just cheat on everything? Oh yeah, I found the loopholes. So the we were supposed to find stuff a thousand dollars or cheaper. I went to eleven hundred. Sure. I just uh, you get a good shotgun. It's close enough. Get a good shotgun. The Weatherby element is right around that eleven hundred dollar mark, and I mean it, it's a you got to get a good quality shotgun. That's usually rally around that like thousand bucks is usually around when you start stepping into decent shotguns. Where I'm gonna say you know ones that are gonna last a long time and give you good good serviceability and pick one the weather development's a good option but that's definitely where i would start looking at guns like that try to go into used ones if you can't quite afford the brand new price of some of them and did you did you hear i'm giving away waterfowl and, and a weatherby element yeah, probably by the time this video is live we'll, we'll be on it 
<laughs> so this, yeah, this this uh the podcast audio version will at least be out um, tomorrow morning. I don't know how long it'll take for the video version to get out, but um, but if it does come out and the videos are already out, so I'll have three videos next week. And like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All three of those, I'll give you three chances to get into it. I know I'll have at least three videos. Um, we'll just say at minimum two, but like I think I'm going to get three <laughs> out next week. And those will be your three chances to be entered in the giveaway for um, that waterfowl. The, the element. Uh, yeah, the element. Weatherby waterfowl element shotgun. Um, so you definitely don't want to miss out on that. Like I said, biggest giveaway I, I've ever done on my channel. I'm pretty excited about it. And yeah, that was a, uh, that's a great option. I'll, you yeah. know, I'll give you, I'll give you the cheat on that one. All right. And then the, the one thing I will add is, uh, for those of you that know, I used to own a gun shop. Um, it's technically illegal to buy a gun for somebody else. So if you are like buying it as a gift for somebody, get a gift card for the gun from the gun shop. Cause it's technically a straw sale if you buy it for somebody else. So just a little legal disclaimer. But yeah, it's uh, right. That's about where you're stepping into high quality shotguns. Man, you got some, you got some uh, thick pockets, <laughs> deep pockets. I think is what you call it. If you're buying a, you know, but it it, it does happen. So yep. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be more likely you're buying it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. What's there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with buying some Christmas gifts for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, especially when we get to you the... know, I I always get I get Christmas money from you know the mother in law, my parents, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can combine some of that, take the rest of it, buy whatever one of these Christmas gifts, whether it's like a, a good chunk of of uh, the start to your gun or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't cheat. I, I followed the rules on my $1,000 <laughs> price point. Uh, but this is a great one. So years ago, I was introduced to silhouettes, and I've loved them ever since. Um, I don't use full bodies. I know a lot of people still do. Uh, FA sells full bodies if you want them. A lot of companies do, um, but I, I'm I'm just a believer in uh, of the silhouettes. We've never had issues with silhouettes. Um, if you are using full bodies, add silhouettes to your spread. You're going to make a way bigger spread. Uh, there's confidence in numbers. Um, you can get two of the non-flocked head. Now, if you want flocked head, then we'd be cheaters like Hunter. Um, and I think they cost. Well, I think it was. Oh, now I can't remember, but it, I think two of those was a, over a thousand bucks, but two of the five dozen 60 packs, um, I think it was 400 a piece and you get the formed, uh, decoy bag as well. Mm -hmm. You can get 120 silhouettes. Now try to fit that in, in like the bed of a truck if they're full bodies, <coughs> excuse me. So anyways, um, it's, it's a great, this would be a great way to build your set, your goose spread set get it bigger um fa actually introduced uh duck silhouettes as well um to um what you can buy this year so anyways silhouettes are awesome and that's a great under thousand dollar mark for um for a christmas present for yourself or getting somebody else to buy it for you yeah i'm a believer in silhouettes too i think i have like i don't know 25 dozen by by myself now so i mean i'm, I'm definitely a believer nice. in silhouettes and they work oh yeah definitely all right what you got for your ten thousand dollars? all right so if i'm spending 10 grand if i got 10 grand to go spend for duck hunting stuff i'm gonna be looking for used boats i'm gonna be looking for boats in the seventy five hundred eight thousand dollar range probably mud boats because that's what i'm into but i'd be definitely looking into used used boats getting on facebook marketplace getting in the groups and looking for a used boat 
I don't have 10 grand, so not going to be looking, but, <laughs> but if I did, that's where I'd be definitely looking for boats is that I, yeah. I'm a boat guy. So that's where I'm going to be spending money. Me too. Yeah. I'd probably go with like a 40 footer. <laughs> Possibly. Right. Nope. Yeah. That's, that's honest. That's probably what I'd go with, but, um, yeah, 40 footer all day, but, um, yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great option. I didn't, honestly didn't even think of that as like different boats under the 10 grand, mm -hmm. which all my boats have been under that, have been well under that. Um, you know, but then you got to piece them together. So I'm trying to think, you know, what my aluminum boat with a go devil is probably about worth about a little more than half, half that 10 grand. So that'd be my most expensive mm -hmm. boat. Then I got the duck torpedo, um, which would be under that one too. So yeah, there's definitely some options for good duck boat. Um, with a mud motor long tail mm -hmm. but i put i'd put a pro drive which i, I didn't even look up like a new price yeah. but probably new price they're over that is not gonna cut no it. no they're over that but it, it, yeah but you see used ones all the time for like you know anywhere from three to seven grand mm -hmm. probably depending on hours and age and and all that and horsepower and whether it's got full reverse yep. or, or all that kind of stuff so i've seen titus's pro drive and uh looks it looks pretty cool <laughs> A lot cooler than no oh, you're about to say a lot cooler than a mud sorry. buddy is that what? <laughs> <laughs> throw some shots here no yeah no i'd agree with you you know if you already have a boat then definitely investing in a nice mud motor um there's there's a lot of places you can go if you have the you know if you, you feel limited by an outboard you'd be surprised yeah and then yeah, 10, 10k plus. Did you put anything? Yeah, for 10K yeah. Plus? I'm gonna go out and buy a brand new boat. I mean, if I got more than ten grand to spend, that's what it would be. I'm gonna go out and. I mean, yep. I already have one, but I'd be going out and getting another one. Getting a new one, getting the upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'd go with now, though. I mean, I, I have a Havoc now. For those that don't know, I have a Havoc with a Mud Buddy 5000 on it. It's a MSTC 1860. And if I went to go to get another boat, I don't know. I'd I'd have to look around again. I don't think I'd get another Havoc just because I like to get something different if I were to buy another brand new boat. Nothing against Havoc. It's a great boat. It's done me very well. But if I had to get another new boat, I don't know what I'd go with. But yeah, I'd be I'd be going out and getting me a new boat. Nice. That is that. I didn't put that, but that would be a, a great option as well. Um, but I was saying, I was, you know, I was dreaming big. I'd buy a duck camp somewhere, man. <laughs> It'd be like a million dollars. But uh, again, this is just dreaming at this mm -hmm. point because I don't think anyone, either, probably nobody even on this podcast, who knows, that's listening to this podcast is going to spend more than 10 grand this year. If you do, send me a, I want to see like a picture of your duck camp or your boat. That's probably not true. Somebody is going yeah, to yeah. buy, spend more than 10, 10 grand, but nobody's going to spend like a million on a duck mm -hmm. camp. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if you do, I want to see it. Send me a picture. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so I know that I'm wrong. Kind of more serious thing though on the thousand dollar plus range is um if you do have money to spend i would suggest booking a trip looking into your dream birds you know i want to go to alaska for king eiders and harlequin that's a dream trip for me maybe go out uh go out and shoot some scoters or brant on the oceans but seriously if you you know you get to like the thousand dollar range you can pretty much go about anywhere and hunt just about any bird you want to right but yeah Definitely. yeah go spend it go buy a duck camp invite me to it <laughs> Right. Definitely. Well, I think we had a pretty good list. So, um, guys, if we forgot anything or if there's something else that you're thinking of, feel free to reach out to us uh, in any of the places that you can. Uh, for me, it's, you know, mostly Instagram at Duck and Chronicles or um, Facebook, same thing, or just make a post in the fellowship, um, which we forgot to talk about. 
uh, the ammo post. Maybe we'll talk about that uh, next week, but uh, <laughs> next podcast. I did want to address some of that a little bit, but um, yeah. So anything Duck Gun Podcast related, uh, that's always a good place to over in the group mm-hmm. at the Fellowship. Um, Fellowship of the Duck Gun Facebook. Group. Yeah, that's probably the so, best place to comment and everything else. And then there's also where, where can people reach you? Facebook probably is the best place. To, Facebook, yeah, through the Duck Gun. Duck Gun is probably Rosenfeld the best. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like you said, we'll be going, putting the videos on the Duck Gun Podcast YouTube channel. Hopefully, we'll be setting up live streams once the schedules work out a little bit better for that. And then um, Patreon. Was it Duck Gun Podcast yep. or Patreon, or is it just Duck Gun? It's uh, Duck Gun Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah, patreon.com slash Duck Gun Chronicles. So, definitely, definitely. Um, but I think this is a pretty good place to go ahead and wrap her up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another episode as always the mission of the podcast is to be entertaining is to help out some newbie hunters get started um and veterans alike we all need some some hot tips every once in a while um helping us out with that and not only that but to um spread the message of conservation help any way we can with that and and help the longevity of our sport and heritage to continue on so um do me a favor best way we can help with all that the the best free way you can do that is to tell your buddies, share your buddies, the Duck Hunt Podcast, and help us grow our voice and all of that. So um, that's all we got for today, guys. I'm Jordan from Duck Hunt Chronicles and Hunter. <laughs> we got to get rid of I feel like I need yeah, a name in some way that I like Hunter. <laughs> Maybe we should have a poll up for and a we'll different see you guys. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you guys on the next one.